You are listening to the Life Is Not Complicated. You are Strong Opinions Podcast, produced by Charles Andrews, with your host, best-selling author. Identify yourself, Carlos Wallace. What's up, my good people? What's going on? Back with you on the Life Is Not Complicated Strong Opinion Podcast, and I got my girl Dr. Sawyer with me today. Hey, hey, hey. Happy it, New Year. Good afternoon. How are the good people today? Is it all right to call you Dr. Sawyer? Or... <sighs> you can call me Sherry today. You can call me Sherry. You can call me Sherry. I tell you, I'm, I always call you Dr. Sawyer because, look, you should be proud of making that. And you, she get mad because I call her Dr. Sawyer. You call me Sherry? No, I ain't. No. Now, because everybody else need to know you as Dr. Sawyer, damn it. Thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm through it. with that. But uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Dr. Sawyer is responsible for Life is Not Complicated in the curriculum at Lone Star College University Park. Yes, yes, yes. Which is, uh, you know, spread throughout now at several different schools. But uh, I owe it all to you. Thank you. So thank on you. record, I just want to say thank you again. Thank you, know. you thank you, thank you. Um, the interesting thing is... <laughs> You really don't even have to thank me because if I read something and I'm passionate about it, whether I knew you personally or not, and it was going to make a difference, I'm always going to use it and always incorporate it. It just so happens that we happen to know each other. So, but irregardless of if it was Carlos Wallace or Big Bird or whoever, if I feel it's going to make an impact and influence change, then why not? Man, I tell you, the first, when we, when, she asked me about the book. We were, we were at this speaking <laughs> engagement. <laughs> now, we, we differ on this story. Because mine, mine is, is the truth. Mine is the truth. <laughs> um, so I was visiting with the, with the lady, and I forget what we were talking about. And, and this, this lady came up and just rudely interrupted. It just happened to be Dr. Sawyer. I didn't know Dr. Sawyer at the time. And she's, she's is this your book? And I, I nervously said yes, because like, with that aggressiveness, what else could I do? And then she said, well, is it any good? Now I'm offended. <laughs> and, then, and then she said, well, do you mind if I take one? Now, normally, you know, as an independent author, we foot the bill. We pay for everything. We, and, and, you know, and I, I spend a nice amount of money to produce the book. A lot of time, of course. And, but something in me said yes. And two days later, she called me up. I, I never forget. I was in Montreal. She called me up. She said, "Hey, man, I love this book, and I want to take it back to my students." Right, right. Still, I didn't know who you were. Like, right. I, you know, even though we had spoken, you give me your card, and I had misplaced it. <laughs> and Liz said, "Hey, that's a big deal." I said, "Why?" And she began to explain to me the influence that I could possibly have on on right. students, man. And so here we are now. Five years later. Five years? Five years, Wow, man. five years. And I just have to say this, you know, um, being a professor of psychology, it's not hard to tie anything into the curriculum, but it's a matter of fact of tying something into the curriculum that has substance. And upon the students reading the book, I have to say at least a good 98% of them, whether they listen to the audio book or actually read the book, now their auntie wants one, their grandmother right, wants right, one. Yeah. And those who actually didn't read it regret it because now they want to purchase right. it. But for the simple fact, your book has changed so many lives that you may not even know. People have talked about 
how it saved them from committing suicide, yep. how it helped them with their sexuality choices or just confusion or just dealing with the stressors of life or mm -hmm. just even being a first time college student. Mm -hmm. Because as we know, first time college students have a different type of stressors now than we did right. going to school. So it's definitely made an impact on so many lives and it's just done wonderful things. So once again, I am thankful, even though the story you told Mr. <laughs> Wallace is not the correct version, but we'll, we'll, we'll go with it. We'll go with it. But um, we we are thankful and very appreciative of, for the book. It's it's really, really good. And it's really made a positive impact in so many ways. Man, the reason that story is so funny is because every year, every class I always ask, so how did y'all meet? That's the, that's. I don't think we've ever had a class that they mm -hmm. didn't ask that, like every year. But uh, when you talk about, you know, the influences had, you know, I, there are several students that stick out over right. the years. Jasmine being one, yes. you know. Jasmine, baby J. Yeah, yes. she, you know, we're talking about a student from a, from another country. Yes. Extremely shy. Yes. And she said, because of this book, I can go before the multitude and speak publicly now like this girl went from in the back of the room that wouldn't say a word now she's the president of student organizations speaking in front of you know hundreds of students in mass auditoriums that's true that's and remember the first <laughs> speech she made at yep. university park standing ovation brought people to tears yep. and i was like this is the same student like you said quiet didn't say yep. anything but once again attributed to the book and, and just meeting you and just knowing you, you are absolutely right. She is making changes at the university she is now and loves to make public speaking appearances. Yep, yep, I love it. That was one, like that's probably the biggest, but it's another one, I, I forget the young man's name, but it was only two black males in the class and he was there and everybody had their questions and their comments and their input about the book. And he raised his hand and he said, man, I said, yes, sir. He said, man, uh, I want to first say I apologize. I didn't read the book, but now I feel bad because I want to contribute. I want to be a part of what's going on. He said, so the first thing I'm doing today is reading that book. And it's, it's things like that. You know, I know you you meet a different challenge today with, with the millennials and yes. their approach to this. Yes. So how do you keep them? Uh, tuned in like you know to want to learn and, and receive the psychology message well with this particular generation as with anything you have to make it relatable mm -hmm. I mean even as adults just think about it if we are forced to go to a conference or a seminar and if we're not pulled in with the 10-15 minutes what are we doing we're yeah. texting yeah. we're on our tablet playing a game right. we're doodling so you have to make it relatable to the things that are going on now to some of the things that they are dealing with whether it's um you know, things that are happening with them in terms of sexuality, things that are going on within the hip hop culture, things that are just going on within them. And then once again, it has to be attainable. It has to be relatable. But technology, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you you know as well as I know, this generation, hence the audiobook, mm -hmm. they love technology. Right. So you have to incorporate technology and you have to stay abreast and you have to stay knowledgeable about the ever changing world and things that are coming on so you could always educate them because mm -hmm. that's the whole point exposing them to things that they may not already know and then cultivating and honing in on the things that they already do know right right 
And, and the thing I love when I'm visiting the class, even when I'm not there to speak, just to sit in, mm -hmm. is how you stretch them. You stretch their minds. Like they'll come to you with one way of how they view something and you go, okay, but what if? And by the time they leave, they go, man, I didn't think about it like that. You right. know, that that's a different way of looking at it and right. so forth and so on. Because what I love about psychology more than anything is it teach you how to think like someone else, right. it, you know, see things from their view. Right. So now you can be empathetic with, with, with their position or where they are in life. And so that's what I try to go up about in my daily life when someone is saying, man, that's stupid. And then when I break it down to them a different way, they go, okay, well, that's maybe that's not so stupid. Yes. You know, we've had many of those conversations. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just because it's not a part of what you do or, mm -hmm. or, or who you are, don't discount it you know that's right and psychology gives you a better view of how to do that to be empathetic you don't necessarily have to be sympathetic but right. to be empathetic and understand or somewhat try to understand their perspective and or point of view right so it makes you either forced to go do what more research that's correct to learn more or just think about it and say hmm yeah okay i never really thought about it this way because this is the only mindset that i've ever known and correct. ever had right just respect their position correct and i i think uh it's easier for me because I, I've been able to travel, you know, abroad, um, probably all 50 states. Like right. I get to see different lives and different positions. So it's it's a lot easier for me to say, hey, it's more than one way to do this. Absolutely. And the, the one way you know may not necessarily be the right way for everyone. Right. You know, so that's, and it, it, for those that don't get the psychology can teach them that yes. and prepare them for if when they do travel. Yes. You know, so I, I just again, thank you for being able to do that, because with the with the youngsters, man, it's, it's it, it is it is a challenge. And I like that you even brought up, you know, psychology can help you even when traveling, because when you are going to a different country or a different town or a different city, they have a whole different way of doing things. Mm -hmm. So you need to be able to at least understand how they do things. You may not agree, right? but in order to maybe function within that society or the country or move without any hesitation, you have to understand the mindset of the culture, of that culture the right. mindset of the people, right. why they do certain things. Mm -hmm. And you know, that can definitely make your, your traveling a little more pleasant. Right. Like being in a city, I hear people go, man, everybody has a Alexa. Everybody has a mm -hmm. computer. Man, I'm from a small town where I still know people, all the information they receive is in the Sunday newspaper. <laughs> like, you know. Wow. And, and here we are in Houston, you don't even see a paper newspaper. Like it's <laughs> digital only. Where, but but I, I know people that still function in that space. Right. You know, so we, we get ahead of ourselves. Someone say, everybody does that. No, not everybody. You're right, because I have a good friend of mine, a good, good friend of mine, I call her my big sis, and she still gets a copy of the Houston Chronicle. Yeah, I mean, that's mm -hmm. that's what they know, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And uh, again, you may not agree, but respect it. Right. You know, just respect it. And that's what they do. And hey, that's it is what it is. Exactly. exactly. And but I can't be mad about that, you know. So moving on, man, the, okay. the, the, the second book. <laughs> that, and, and there is a chapter in there about Dr. Sawyer. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the other 99 <laughs> yes, times. And uh, well, well uh, before I go to that, I want to say when I wrote Life is Not Complicated, I, I didn't even think about psychology. I didn't definitely didn't think about millennials. I, I figured like I thought the information in there would be 
boring to them over right. their head. You know, I'm talking about divorce. I'm talking about death, uh, bankruptcy, um, you know, things like that. Uh, racism, I, I, I talk, have some racism stories that are from the 70s, but mm -hmm. to them, that's a hundred years ago, right? So for them to connect is amazing to me. Like, I, I really appreciate it. But the, the second book, The Other 99 Times, focus on the 99 things that went right as opposed to the one time that things went wrong. Mm -hmm. So in writing that one, I did have a psychology uh, approach because now I'm abreast, you mm -hmm. know, being in your classes and, mm -hmm. and getting to be a part of, you know, the evolution. So I wanted to write that to change the minds and make people see things from a right. positive view. Like quit focusing on that one thing. And, and let's look at the other 99 great things, right? Mm -hmm. And so now you're, you've implemented that into mm -hmm. a psychology curriculum. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that a little bit. Well, that particular um, 99 times has been incorporated into my personality class. And I like using that particular book in that class. For one, the personality class, um, it's smaller. Mm -hmm. So we're able to have um, a lot more intimate discussions. We're able to really delve into the book a mm -hmm. lot more. Um, and I like that for the simple fact is it's personality. Mm -hmm. And within our personality, we evolve. But a lot of times our personality can evolve because a lot of times we will focus on the negativity mm -hmm. that people mm -hmm. have told us. Or they may say, oh, you're never amount to anything or you know you're no good mm -hmm. or oh you're just dumb and that helped a lot of time cultivates a lot of people's personality whether right. you're in the classroom whether you're at work and that's what and that's what you remember mm -hmm. you don't remember that one time when your boss said you know what Sherry, you're awesome. Right, Carlos, right. you're awesome. I'm going to give you a 2% raise. We mm -hmm. don't focus on that, right. but we remember all those other people from 10 years ago, five years mm -hmm. ago, two weeks ago that told us all these negative things. So that's why I really think 99 Times is a great fit for that particular class. Because mm -hmm. you're right. Like I, I tell people, watch the way you talk to your children. The power of the tongue. The power of the tongue, because the things you say to them may shape their mind mm -hmm. and it and, and create this resistance in mm -hmm. them that you you don't even know exist mm -hmm. like they have this hesitance and this fear you know um when when i hear people talk about the other people the enemy and, and i was like dude the people that told me what i couldn't do are the ones right in my face right. <laughs> it's not the guy down the street right. it's the guy sitting next to me saying man they ain't gonna let you do that and i'm like they who who, who are they and when did let become a part of this? You know, right. if my mind is set to do this, this is what I'm going to do. So I'm, you know, you as an adult, you learn to just separate mm -hmm. yourself from those negative people because you know it weighs you down. Right. Because when it gets dark and you're alone and it's quiet, those are the voices you hear the most. You know, you're so right because thinking about it in terms of pre-K and kindergarten, you know, someone tells you, oh, Los, you're not coloring in the lines. You're a bad kid. And you're right. like, I'm trying my best, but every best time you keep trying, whether they say, you're not coloring in the lines, you're right. not doing it correctly. So what do you remember? Yeah. And then even as a little kid, what do you do? You have a tendency to want to what? Yeah. Give up. And hold well, back. Now you're scared to color at all. Exactly. <laughs> you you're know? taking that joy away yeah. because I can't color in the lines. I'm no good. And then think about how that continues to manifest as That's we right. get older, first grade, second grade. 
uh, uh, adulthood and as we get yep. older, we still think about, man, my pre-K teacher told me I couldn't color in the lines. Right. Right. Yeah, you're, you're right. It's um, it's crazy, but it's my. I feel like one of the things I like to do is just to change people's way of thinking. Yes. You know, eliminate that. Eliminate that person. No one should be the person to mentally hold you back. I don't care your mother, father, brother, right. sister, husband, wife. No one should. You should give anybody that power. You know. And when I say that, some people get upset. But I'm just being honest. Mm -hmm. You know, like you, you just don't give people that power. But y'all, we're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back with you on the Life Is Not Complicated Strong Opinion Podcast with my girl, Dr. Sawyer. Hey. The thing students say, like, you know, man, because of this book, I didn't commit suicide. Because of this book, I can now uh, speak in public and come out of my shell. Because of this book, I'm not so worried about what other people say about me, you know, N not looking for their validation. That's what means that, you know, that's what, that's what touches me. Um, my favorite chapter was about not letting either your boss, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, mother, family, anybody get in your way of being successful in whatever it is you want to do. To purchase life is not complicated. You are or the other 99 times or to download the audio versions. Please visit carloswallace.com. You are listening to the Life Is Not Complicated. You are Strong Opinions Podcast. All right, we back with y'all on the Life Is Not Complicated Strong Opinion Podcast. Uh, what girl said, what, what were you saying? Quit, quit acting all nervous, man. What were you saying? Yeah, I like to call her talking about her boyfriend on, on the mic. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You're known for doing that. <laughs> Catching me off guard. That's true. That's true. Uh, but yeah, what, what were you saying? Don't be nervous. I wasn't really saying anything. I was just really saying and really just thinking about the last um, event that we did together. Um, and really just thinking about, because there's a lot of things in the media, and really just thinking, wow, how mental health specifically in the African-American community is, is somewhat now coming to the table. We right, are right. now discussing it. Finally, in what, 2009, yep, yep. we are not afraid to have this conversation, and we are acknowledging that depression is real. Right, right, right. Bipolar is real. Yep. PTSD is real, right. you know, and that there are really symptomology and symptoms that things that people deal with on a day to day that we are finally open to discussing. And mm -hmm. I, I'm just so thankful for having platforms like this. I'm so thankful for definitely social media mm -hmm. because they are now bringing this to the forefront. But most importantly, I'm so thankful that we can have open dialogue mm -hmm. um, and conversations like this, which can help educate people and, and allow them to feel more comfortable. And let them know it's, it's okay and it's not just you alone. Right, right. Well, I'm glad because at least once every six months, if not more often, Dr. Sawyer asked me, Los, why do you think it's people too afraid to talk about right. mental health issues in the black community. Right. And I've never been able to come up with an answer. <laughs> like I give her how, what I think. Um, I think it's uh, because it has a stigma. Yes. You know, some people are embarrassed. Yes. Um, you have issues to where 
certain guys, if you know, they feel like, look, if I'm open about it, I may lose my job. Right, that's true. Uh, I may be marked in a different way. Won't feel accepted. Won't feel accepted. I may not get the football scholarship, or you know, I think a lot of those things, you know, because in the black community, a lot of with specific black men feel like we already have a mark against us. Mm -hmm. We're a black man, so that's enough. Now, if I start telling about, now I got mental issues, that's two marks now, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. it's, they, we want to hide all the scars. You know, we want to look as perfect as possible so we can we fit. we have to be perfect? Where did this come from that I didn't, us I, being I agree. people of color or specifically African-American man or African-American female that we have to be perfect? Why right. can't we have any war wounds? Hey, you better why love me with have, all my flaws. Why can't we have any scars? But that's what makes us individual. That's correct. That's you correct. Know, where did this persona come from? I think, uh, you know, with respect to uh white perfection like as a child you're taught everything white is good pure as white as snow uh um just all of the things related to white whereas everything related to black is bad black cat bad guys wear black so so we it's a mental you know programming so you feel like you have to in how many times have you been told for you to get that position, you got to be twice as good as the you white person. <laughs> you got to work yes, twice as yes. hard. And so you, all of those things are in the back of your mind. Or even just think about, um, I'm not a black man. I'm a black woman. Right. But even just thinking as, as a young boy growing up, if you and you you had if you had a sister cousin whatever and you guys were playing in the playground, if your cousin's sister or somebody fell, what did mom and dad say? Help her up. Okay, and if you fell right up, down boy. the line, get up. What's wrong with you? Boys don't what? <laughs> boys don't, don't cry. That's See? right. Yeah. So there it starts right there at a mm-hmm. young age. And so you start mentally processing mm-hmm. like if I'm sad, I can't talk about it. That's right. If I'm hurt, yeah. I can't talk about it. There's something going on with, within me, but I can't talk about it because I'm supposed to be strong. But look at how all this manifested. Let's 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 go back to childhood mm-hmm. because mom and dad said, what? Suck it up. Get up. Yeah, what's Boys don't you? cry. Because if what's I wrong? can't see it, it's not there. And there it is. And that's the big yeah. problem because people cannot see mental illness. Therefore, yeah. they what? Don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Well, a guy asked me once uh, if I thought God was real. Mm. And I said, yeah. He said, well, you can't see him. Mm. So you can't see a headache either, but you know it exists. <laughs> and you will treat that headache. I like that analogy. And you will treat that headache. But that's when right. we're depressed, you, what you, do we do? Nothing. You just... We'll treat it by what? Overcompensating, yep. drinking, yep. maybe indulging in some illegal activity. That's how we will treat that. Lashing out anger. Right. You know, and now it, it now you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, as a result of mental issues that you, right. you have trapped, you know. That you think you can treat yourself, but realistically, no. y- you cannot. Right. And that's the interesting thing is to part of the platform that I'm glad that you're allowing us to have or allowing me to have and other clinicians to have as well is because it's allowing us to to discuss it and mm-hmm. to talk about it. And there's other ways and there's absolutely nothing wrong to go see a therapist. It's, right. it's okay. It doesn't mean you're crazy, crazy in quotations. Right. It just means you need help sorting out some things that maybe 
a family member does not understand yeah. or can help you with. Or a matter of fact, maybe you don't want to be that open with right. a family member. Right. So therefore, you need a neutral and third party to kind of help manifest those steps to get you where you need to be. And there's nothing wrong with it. At all. I don't I don't I don't understand why people think there is. And look, if you don't feel like sharing that with everybody that you right. go to a therapist, don't. You know, just, Hello. Yeah, don't. It's that simple. You don't yeah. have to tell anybody. Yeah. You're, you are absolutely right. I, I, yeah. I totally agree. And it's also the simple fact that, you know, certain psychological disorders are okay to discuss. Do you know which ones those are? The safe ones. Right, right, right. You, can you name some? I can't. Uh, PTSD PT probably. Oh, we're okay one. with yeah, that because PTSD. it's associated with, with military veterans or people that have been in the military. But, but I want to stop you right there real okay. quick. It is highly associated with veterans. Right. Um, I've, I've attended several PTSD classes myself. You right. know, I talked to you about them, the workshops. And, right. But I don't want people to think that's where PTSD it ends. Oh, and it that's what not. people have began it to think. Not. They think, if well, you didn't go to combat, why do you have PTSD? See, and that's where the education right. comes into no, play. Right, no. There could be uh, effects of PTSD right. with a person that has never been in the military. Exactly. You know, um, uh, sexual assault. Sexual assault. Mm -hmm. uh, Tropical Storm Harvey. Yes. <laughs> you know Hurricane what I mean? Katrina. Hurricane Katrina. A divorce. A divorce. Yes. Car accidents. Yes. Uh, there, there are Heck, a lot of things. Living in Houston. Living in Houston. <laughs> like traffic. You know. Yes. There's a lot of things that could make you you have that feel. Yes. And, and, and drive you into that anxiety and, and that depression. Yes. That, and you don't know what it is mm -hmm. until you stop to think about it or you talk to someone and go, you know what, man, every time I see an 18-wheeler, yes. I get nervous. Right. And it may go back to when you were a kid, an 18-wheeler hit your family car mm -hmm. and, and killed your dad, right. you know, or, or whatever the case. And you just say, oh yeah, my dad died in an accident. Right. But you're reliving that in your mind and not even giving it the proper credit. Right. So right. you you know you gotta take care of that, right. but I, I again you can talk about it. So that's that's one PTSD. What what would be another one that's safe? You tell me. There's a very common one. Children are diagnosed with this one all the time. ADD. Uh, there is ADD and ADHD. ADHD. Um, that's another psychological disorder that we're okay with discussing. Right. You know, right. That's, right. That's the safe zone. But you know, once we start talking a little more of like maybe bipolar, yeah, yeah, that's people, little, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, yeah that's, that's, or if we get a little schizophrenia, you know, people right, get right, a little right, sensitive, right. and those are just some of the common ones. Um, you know, there's separation anxiety, right. there's acute stress disorder, there's oppositional defiant disorder. So there's so many. But the interesting thing is, PTSD and ADHD or ADD are the top common ones so when we say those people are like oh okay right, right you know not a problem but when you start naming some of the other ones you get the oh yeah okay and people aren't as open mm -hmm. to start talking about those and they feel a little bit uncomfortable and don't want to be judged at all yeah. at all but i think it's the marketing you know PTSD has been marketed very well yes. <laughs> through the military okay. and ADD and ADHD has been marketed very well through children. Yes. You know, so it's the marketing. It's, it's the commonality. When people talk about it enough, it, it eases, you know, mm -hmm. whereas when something is more uh, a rare thing, like it's harder to discuss. Or harder to understand. Harder to understand. Because even with ADD right. and ADHD, you can see the symptomology. Right. But for years, they were scared of that one. Like, <laughs> you know. 
with uh, PTSD, you can see some of the symptoms, mm -hmm. you know, so that's a little easier to describe for some. But when you have someone who's saying, let's just depression. Right. When I was even go to bipolar, even though bipolar is a part of depression, just saying depressed. How do you explain to someone, well, I'm depressed. I, right. I'm sad. I don't know what making me sad why you got a dream job you know you got a great husband two beautiful children how can you be sad sure exactly you know you, you exactly. got great parents they support you exactly. you got a beautiful car nice home exactly what are you sad about exactly you front row at the beyonce concert you why met you michelle tell, obama why you telling my business why you telling you my know, business you're at the, uh, you're at the becoming <laughs> book tour uh, vip how can you be sad exactly you so, know. so see people see the outer shell right people see all those things but they fail to realize what's going on in the inner shell it's almost like i like to call it a snow globe mm -hmm. when you look at a snow globe sitting there you're like man that's oh, a beautiful yeah. piece right, right, of right. artwork but what happens when you shake the snow globe yeah, it's, up? it's frazzled and everything's exactly. everywhere exactly and a lot yeah. of people are a snow globe and that's just what it is well what's wrong with kanye you really want to have this conversation i mean i just <laughs> if if he was on your couch he's being diagnosed to be honest, I think Kanye is still having a difficult time dealing with um, the passing of his mother. I definitely think um, he hasn't had time to grieve appropriately. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. when I say appropriately, everybody grieves differently. Well, I can understand what you're saying, and I'm going to tell you why. Mm -hmm. um, when my mother passed, I was, I was um, 20, 27. Mm -hmm. And my father passed when i was 37 so that you know it was a 10-year space and being the oldest i felt like I, I felt more in the position that i had to be there for my brothers and sisters okay, right right and being the responsible one you know when mom passed i was in engineer school union pacific said you got 10 days right you, you go grieve bury your mama do it you got 10 days and then we need you back in class right so I didn't have time. Like I was, man, I was, I was trying to become an engineer, um, all of these things. And then, like I said, a short 10 years later, my father passed away. So when I decided to write the book, the day that I received the email saying that it published, I cried for at least four hours because that was the first time that I really let out mm -hmm. how I felt about my parents mm -hmm. passing. Mm -hmm. And it was in writing. And I, I've always li liked to write uh, essays, but never a book, right? So that was the first time that I was able to express how it really felt. And so I can understand, I think, where Kanye has come from. Because you, some people are like, man, his mom been dead 10 years. Hey, it had been, at the time I released the book, it was 13 years. And who's to say you can't grieve for five or six years? Or longer. Right. Who, yeah. who, who says that, okay, like you said, you have 10 days from this start to finish, to grieve. Yeah. There is no rule, there is no law. Everybody process is different. Process Just like different. some people say, well, you didn't cry at the funeral. Who says I have to cry on that day? That's right. Who says I have to cry in front of people? Right. You don't know how long that person has been crying prior to. That's correct. Or when they get in the car, they might break down. That's correct. In the car and just let the tears flow. So there isn't a roadmap or some type of guidelines that says you have, and I'm using 10 days because that's what the railroad said, that you have to grieve from point A to point B correct. and be done. 
Yeah, and, and I understand from their position. They, hey, we got to run trains. That's true. You know, some jobs say three days. Right, that's you true. Know, for bereavement. You're that's right. right. And so, so for them to say ten, because I remember some guys said, "Man, that ain't enough." You know, that, that's your mom. I said, "Bro, they're not in the business." of counseling people that had a mother die. They're right. in the business of moving freight. That's true. <laughs> so you can take more than 10 days, you just can't do that and work here. You know, and I, I understand, I understand. It's a business. It's a business. At right. the end of the day, it's a business. And so I had to do what I had to do, get back to work and, and you know, do my thing. So hey, you can still cry, but when you come to work, we need an engineer. Right. You know, and that's, it is what it is. It sucks, it's tough, it's, but it's life. You know, there it is. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, I recently produced the Life Symposium. Yes, you did. Yes. And I wanted you there specifically to discuss uh, yes. mental health because, again, anything that I have to do that I'm a part of, I want to make it a topic. Right. Because, in my opinion, the more we talk about it, yes. the easier it becomes. The more the people that are suffering can come out and have that discussion. Yes. And I mean, you know, we've been in class and kids say stuff to me, I had to step out for a minute. Mm -hmm. like, because it, I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that one. Right. But I still wanna be there and give the answer that I think is appropriate for the question, you know. The, the symposium, thank you once again for another opportunity, was a blessing. Um, I also was a part of that with um, my colleague, shout out to Dr. Michelle Wiggins, love yeah. this woman dearly. Yep. She is a wonderful clinician in the community, in the field, and she is in the trenches. Um, I remember you saying, you know, because you have that infamous light, brother. You, you got the light and you give it a time limit. But the conversation just flowed and it kept going. And we got the light a couple times and we had to finally <laughs> shut it down. But the conversation just kept flowing and we were just giving knowledge and, and information that I promise you, if you wouldn't have shut us down, we probably would still be on the stage. Right. Talking. Well, I think uh, it's, it's appropriate to produce one with strictly about mental health. Let's do it. Like what it's is, it's more than enough. And I know you, you have enough uh, <laughs> other doctors that are ready yes. to, to the, but it's important. It's, yes, it's it very is. important. And, um, and you guys are attractive. So I know if I have some attractive women, men will watch, you yes, know, indeed. they'll watch it because the, me the message is for everybody. But yes. men are the ones the most that just we don't want to talk about. It. Yes. We're at the barbershop. We talking about this girl or the quarterback or who dropped 40 last night on the on LeBron or on it. But we, we don't talk about mental yeah, health. Let's, let's, let's talk about that, because the barbershop for years has been almost like a man's sanctuary. That's right. your therapy session. And you're right. You guys will talk about anything and everything from finances to ladies right. to mom and dad. But why isn't mental health, do you think? Why isn't that addressed in the barbershop? Why can't you say while you're getting your bar your hair cut or you're just sitting on the couch waiting your turn and saying, man, I think I'm depressed, but I'm not sure. Why can't you say that? Or why can't men say that? Right. Or men of color say that in the sanctuary of being at the barbershop? You know, I don't know. Um, because I, I think perhaps it's not a masculine discussion. Mm -hmm. You know, most barbershop discussions are uh you know based on masculinity you know mm -hmm. even when it's about money you want to talk about who has the most money right. like it's it's still a muscle sport right so maybe that's it maybe because it's not a, a masculine topic 
But who says it's not masculine? And then what is masculinity defined as? Okay, maybe it's not viewed as a masculine okay. topic. You okay, know? right. Um, because the being vulnerable, being the vulnerability. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Because I, you know, I do think it should be a topic. You know, as the story I uh, shared in, in life, my friend that was at the bar. Right. And, uh, you know, he was drunk. The owner called me up, said, hey, man, come get your boy. Like, and I go pick him up. And I call his wife, said, hey, I'm going to take him home with me. He's going to spend the night. But in the next day, when he sobered up, I had that disguise. Like, dude, what's up with you, man? That ain't like you. you, you you're a lot more responsible than that. Right. And he shared with me that he had been depressed. And I, and I said I said the dumb stuff. Man, you got a beautiful wife. Two great kids. Mm -hmm. You just got this monstrous promotion at your job. Like... Dude, you living a life. Right. He's like, Los, none of that has anything to do with depression. <laughs> and so it it educated me. Like, you know, and so that's what made me want to get deeper into understanding depression. Because right. if I love him, you know, if it's his monster, I want to be a, a, right. a part in helping him conquer this monster. I agree. I agree. So it, we can't do that for the brothers that don't share it with us, you know. That's true. Because so many men have been accustomed to, you know, suppressing it right being the picturesque snow globe right and so in order to be the picturesque snow globe just gotta sit still don't disturb it what <laughs> yes exactly we can't shake it up right. because if we shake it up then that's when the vulnerability comes it's gonna through. get frazzled it's gonna everything everywhere yes, and there it is we're gonna start looking like kanye you know yeah. what <laughs> I cannot, I cannot. with that i'm gonna take another quick <laughs> break man this is this is getting too good yeah it's pretty dope pretty dope uh, be right back with you on the life is not complicated strong opinion podcast to join our email list please visit carloswallace.com Other 99 times. Count your blessings. Season 2. Showing now on NetNY.TV. Theos by Verizon Channel 48. Optimum Channel 30. And Spectrum Channel 97. Season 1. Streaming on Amazon Prime Video. Alright, we're back with you on the third segment. Third and last segment. Uh, no, I'm enjoying long. this. It's, it's, I'm, 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 I'm having a good time. You know, I love to talk. Love to That's, talk. Yeah, big facts. Big <laughs> facts. So we 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 went to break. Uh, okay. Talk about the symposium and mental right, health. Right. I want you to elaborate more on that. Uh, okay. What what do we what can we do as a black man? Okay. What can I do? How can I go to my brothers and say, look, man, let's have this discussion. Let's be open about this. Okay. Well, speaking from a female perspective and, and a clinician, I definitely think that the conversation needs to start, you know, with, within a comfort setting. It, it needs to be somewhere to where black men don't feel intimidated. They don't feel uncomfortable. And it probably needs to start with just someone, you know, that you know that just says, hey man, these are some of the things that I'm struggling with. Um, yeah. I think I'm depressed, but let me say why. So more of a one-on-one -on -one for... No, not say? a one-on-one. -on -one. I'm thinking more maybe three or four or five. If And that's what I mean by... If it happens to be that. Right, if it okay. happens to be that. And I'm just saying within an intimate setting. Um, and someone just needs to be the forefront and just start the conversation. And I think once black men start talking about it, 
then that's when the conversation can become a little more common. But we have to stop, I mean, not stop, we have to really start talking about it in order for it to be understood a little bit. But most importantly, I really feel that we have to have the conversation. The same way we talk about the draft. Yes. Or uh, Love and Hip Hop New York yes. or Atlanta. All the Love and Hip Hop, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, or, or the way we talk about how Trump is making us mad. Yes. Or the way we talk about how we need to get out and vote. And, and we we should put that right up right there in the same conversation yes definitely it's just as long. important all day long we shouldn't be afraid or just people shouldn't be able to have this uh, conversation with someone they trust right and that's just it i think when it comes to the vulnerability because once you start talking about um things that are bothering you remember the analogy of the snow globe those little sprinkles Mm -hmm. They all mean something. Right. I'm sad. I'm depressed. Each I'm grieving. Uh, whatever the case may be, I'm overwhelmed. My job is stressing me out. Mm. All those little flakes mean something. Mm. So we need to be open to let people know and understand it's okay to be vulnerable. Right. It's okay to be shaken up a little bit. There's some shake the globe. Talk to them about yes. it until they settle. Yes. Yeah. And just because it's settled doesn't mean I'm okay. No, they just resting. Yes, yeah, they which just... means maybe at this point in time, I have a handle on it. Right. But that still doesn't mean I don't need to check in every now and Because the next shake that come along. What? Yeah. The next shake that come along. That could be a little more ferocious than the initial one. You right. know, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially untreated. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And people also need to understand, and I love that you said that, treatment does not necessarily mean medication. Right, right, right. Let me say it again. Treatment does not necessarily mean medication. Mm -hmm. There is therapy. There's group therapy. Mm -hmm. There's art therapy. There's music therapy. Breathing there's, exercises. Hello. Hey, relaxation I, therapy. Hey. <laughs> there's equine therapy. So there's so many not things. Not wine. No, no, <laughs> no, not wine. Equine. Horse equine. therapy. Oh, okay. I thought you. Yeah, no, not, some people they may have heard wine. They may a little wine, you know, doesn't hurt. <laughs> but um, no, not to treat or to medicate. But there's so many other things that can be done, and I think that's part of the stigma. Right. So when people think treatment, we automatically think what? Oh, I got to take some pills. Right, right. I'm gonna take some pills. You know, it's gonna make me sleepy, and it's gonna change who I am. Right. But there's so many other outlets. Even simply as maybe just going to the gym, right. working out, mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. Right. So there's so many other ways to mine happened to be writing and there that's, it is i a, forgot about writing writing is very you know, therapeutic yes it is and we've had a lot of students say that mm -hmm. writing and, and drawing yes you know illustration um matter of fact two two of your students uh, or, or our mutual students yes. however you want to couch it are going to play a huge role in the next book really they have uh, oh my god man i uh, didn't even know okay i have some illustrations that are amazing and so I'm doing the best I can to write a great story to match these illustrations. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm excited about that. And and they both deal with their um, share of depression because you know they've shared it with me. Right. Um, away from class, and because right. I, I visit and talk with them more now. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're working together, but that's where they came from. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's where it came wow. from. Wow. Okay. Didn't you you never know. Hmm. Doc always give me assignments, man. She, yes. hey, Los, I got this student I need you to talk to. <laughs> hey, I got this. I keep an eye on this one. And then there's some that she don't even know they contact me. I hey, believe it. Mr. Wallace, Mr. Wallace, Mr. They reach and, out uh, to you, Facebook, yeah. Instagram, Twitter. I'm like, really? Y'all talk? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I'm gonna give him a plug, Mr. Tupac. Mm. He 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 posted ah, something the other day, yes. man. I'm really proud of that young yes. man. I'm proud of him. He uh, he's come a long way. He has because remember his presentation yep. that was so fun. It blew yep. us out of the water. Yep. He had um a poster. Was it a poster board or did yep. he have a poem? Poster board. And just the way that he broke down everything. I but was here's like, what did it for me. I was blown the away. whole time he in class like he don't even want to be there. Mm -hmm. He like, hey, man, this old book. I don't care. And when it was his time, mm -hmm. I said, wow, wow. But, uh, and that's been, what, three, four years right. ago. And he and I have been in touch ever since. Good dude. He stepped up and showed out. Yep. He did. Yep. Never know. Th that is true. Never Which know. also ties back into, um, what is the chapter? Door money, if I'm not mistaken. That's in 99, door money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, they love that one. You know, because it, it just goes into, you never know who you meet, you never know who you'll come across. I mean, I, I've talked to you about many things, but I've never come to you to directly and said, well, I need you to do this, I want you to do this, I right. want you to do this. It's just in casual conversation. Oh, Cher, I know this person. Let me introduce you to this person. Would you like to be a part of this or vice versa? Right. And it all goes back to, now just think about if you would have had a little attitude with me when I kindly asked for your book at the conference. We wouldn't be here, man. Uh, not at all. I would have ruined it. Not at all. But that's not in my thought process. No. And I try to educate others on that too. With uh, yes. You never know. I met Scarface when I first mm -hmm. moved to Houston. I, I think I've been here maybe a year or so. And a guy that worked with me knew him personally. And we were at, uh, at, at, at the boat on 1960 mm -hmm. eating eating wings mm -hmm. and he said yeah man i i told brad to come out here da, da, da. and i didn't know who brad right. was i knew scarface was right. so anyway he gets there and uh he's talking to us about working for the railroad he thought that was the coolest thing ever and here we are looking at him like man you the biggest rapper in the world he's like no but you guys making a difference you know well, what y'all do people dream of doing that right and uh one thing he said to me that i will never forget don't ever judge people by what's on the front of the business card. Mm. Always look on the back. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. And uh, at the time, I was like, what the hell does that mean? But it, it basically means like what you're looking at may not be who they are. You know, um, you can put anything on the front of that business that's card. That's true. But, but, but that's, that's what I, I get from the students every day. Yes. Um, you never know what that student's dealing with, the ability they have. Uh, who they are and then, but you know I get a chance to talk to some of them away from school via email or Facebook or, or whatever you know social media and learn more about them I'm like man this, this is an amazing student like I call them kids and she tell me not to but this is an amazing kid you know and it's just uh it's a it's a whole nother world that I we need to start to understand because they're gonna be in charge here in a minute that's true but uh some of these students, like, people are not giving them the fair due that they I deserve. Know, because Tupac, I mean, I don't know, you know, because we won't say his name, but I don't know if you know, if you know, you know he, he was working, taking care of his mom, mm -hmm. working at uh, Budweiser, not getting yep. any sleep. You know, Budweiser's in North Shore, coming That's from right. North Shore, yep. all the way to 249 to come to school. And making so sure he's in class every day. Yeah, so when you're pulling a 12-hour shift yep. or 18-hour shift, yep. and then you're coming to class and your class is in the afternoon and you haven't had a nap. Right. You know, you kind of have to look at it like, right. I'm glad to see you. I would like you to be more productive, but I'm glad to see yep. you. And you're getting all your work in, so 
you know, you have to kind of pick and choose your battle right. because on the front end, he's presenting one way, but on the back end, look at all the magnificent work that he has turned in behind the scenes. And kind of like you said, when you turn that business card over, yep. you're like, man, he's pretty dope. He's pretty awesome. This is a, a, a great young man whose yep. potential is just limitless. Limitless. Mm -hmm. That's true. Like, good dude, man. Uh, like I said, blew my mind. Right. Blew my mind. I, I know. I agree. Yeah. And that's not easy to do. I'm not easily impressed. Don't I know? It? Oh, cause you'll tell me. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, before I let you go, man, we gotta close oh, out. Oh, it's over. So, well, we got. Oh. You know, I still got a little bit. Oh. Okay, okay. So, some I got some quotes. I, I usually hit okay. uh, my guests with a quote. And you okay. just kind of elaborate on what it means to you. Okay, let's do it. Let's do so it. So for you, I did. I I, I wrote out four. Okay. Because I didn't know how this was gonna go. Usually, I know how it's gonna go, and I have one. And, and I'll throw that one up, but with you, I just didn't know. Okay, know. okay, let's do it, let's do it. So, um, but I'm, I'm gonna rock with this one. I think this is the best one. Okay. Labels of any kind are simply band-aids people apply to their lives to mask the wounds of their insecurities. Mm. Repeat one more time. Labels of any kind are simply band-aids people apply to their lives to mask the wounds of their insecurities. Definitely. Okay. Well, in society, we, we love labels. We love putting yeah. people in boxes. So when we put people in boxes, that makes us what? It makes us what? Safe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And and I love going back to to childhood. And I don't know if you had this in in growing up in school, but in most pre K kindergartens, we're broken up into groups. Okay. Not in mine, but. Uh, Okay. I went well. to a private black kindergarten. Oh. It was only about 10 of us, and we sit, sit in a semicircle to read, and whenever we missed a word, she would hit us on the lap with a switch. No, that's Miss abuse Goldie now. Pew. That's <laughs> abuse now. But we can all read. We can all so, read. And we okay. were four. Let me say this. In public school, because I did teach one of my early on careers i i talk you just 40. uh I when did you 40. do all of this i don't know what you're talking about you just 32. when did you do all of this Keep going. <laughs> so when i was teaching in, in let me say public school public um education here in houston we were told that we had to break um the children in the group right so it was like and it was traffic lights it was red yellow and green wow. okay so if you were in the red group, if we had to categorize, and I don't like calling anybody smart, dumb, semi-smart, but if we had to categorize the people who were in the red group or the children that were in the red group, what would you say about those children? They need more help than that. They were a little more needy, need a little more right. attention, maybe struggle with reading their yeah. numbers or colors. What about those in the in the yellow group? Oh, they're kind of in the middle. They're in the know. middle. They need a little help, but not too much help, right? right? And those in the green group. They own the go. They own it. They knew their letters, Wide their numbers. Open. They could count to 100. Right. And then who do you think that we were instructed to focus our attention on? Hopefully the red. Oh, no. We were told to focus on the what? The green. Why? Why the green? Because, okay, when you look at it, because the green, the outcome is what's going to make us look good. Okay. Yes, because yeah, these yeah. are the students that you put out in the forefront. That's you what's wrong showcase, with education. That's what's wrong with you education. You put them, you know, spelling bee, talent shows. Yeah. 
all these other things you put your green group out mm -hmm. but what i'm trying to do is paint this analogy is you're talking about labels you think the students in the red group didn't know of course the students in the yellow group didn't know yes and those in the green group they were like i know the answer i know the answer i know the answer and mysteriously you always pick somebody from the green group green or yellow right but think about how that has cultivated you know some of their insecurities or even their personality so you're accustomed to being in the green group so you're accustomed to what getting attention yes people yeah. talking to you being the smartest in the group knowing everything and just doing everything right okay you're in the yellow group okay you know that you know you're struggling a little bit but people kind of still pay attention to you and give you that guidance that you need right but then you're in the red group wow what do people say to you in the red group here you go you're not even academically challenged we're giving you work that's maybe on your level or below your level to keep you right where you Just are so think about that mindset growing up and then that insecurity so basically you might do just enough to what just to get to by, get by right. versus those who are in the yellow and in the green group mm. so that's that, wow that's 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 my response oh i like these you got another one but it reminds me before we mo it reminds me of the scene in malcolm x my okay. favorite movie of all time okay where he's in class and the teacher is asking them what they want to be when they grow mm -hmm. up and i forget what he said doctor lawyer whatever it was something of greater importance to okay. him and the teacher said well malcolm you can't do that why don't you choose a profession that you do with your hands? You know, Jesus oh. was a carpenter. Why right, don't you? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I don't want to be a carpenter. Right. He said, but I get the best grades in the class. I'm the smartest. I, I run the fastest. Like, I'm the best of, of everybody here. Why can't I be that? Because you're not presenting a certain way. Um, the image that it takes to be... I don't know such and such or such and such you're not presenting that image hence the same thing with SAT scores I'm not a fan of standardized testing and I no. will say all day but look at where I am right. I I don't test well when I mean I have to study right. I have to study I'm not that person who tests well um, but I think standardized testing to get into college or to get into some of the better colleges, I absolutely detest it because they have this image and they have this this number that, okay, if you get this particular number mm -hmm. that you're going to do well in school, well, that's not absolutely true at all. Correct. You know, and it's unfortunate that if people knew the history of standardized testing, but we, we won't, that might be another conversation, yeah. another podcast. I was going to say, if nothing else, it's outdated. Yes, because the history of standardized testing was to be elitist, okay. to allow certain people. What into you mean was? It, so it's not anymore. Oh, you know that's a whole other conversation, brother. That's a whole other conversation. We we can talk about this forever. I mean, it, but it, I do think it does weed out some individuals that they that didn't have want a, there that have a or has a lot of potential to do great and fantastic. But they didn't things, want you there. But we're just not going to look at you because your particular standardized test score is this. Right. You could have done everything in high school, straight A's, community service, everything, but this particular standardized score may hold you back. And I just don't think that's fair because what if that person had a bad day? Well, here, but here's my argument because I'm always the plus side of things. Right. I hear people all the time say, good school, 
Okay. What's a bad school? That goes into another stigma that's been embedded in us. Because I went to a PWI and I also went to an HBCU. Um, the hell with that. When you go somewhere and they say, Dr. Sawyer, how many people say, let me see your degree? Where'd you go to school? Like, you are still, doc your license plate say Dr. C. Why are you telling my business? And nobody flagged you over <laughs> and said, are you really a doctor? Did you go to... Uh, I've had a few people uh, question me and I, I, I'd have to give them the credential It's rundown. because you look young, though. That's you not... Know, it, um, but you, you get what I'm saying? I, do. I hear people, man, a good school. I think we fall in love with labels too much. We do. We, we want to be in a place where we, we may not be wanted or, right. or, or openly invited. Right. Uh, so my thoughts are, if if my score doesn't get me in that school, so to speak, or you don't want me, maybe it's not meant for me to be there. Because I'm going to still attain my goal. You It'll know, just and, be on and, another campus. And I have a story with that, because I had to take a test um, to get into my doctoral program. I applied to five. I got into four. Got great scholarships. But the one that I really wanted to get into you didn't get is it. the one that... I didn't get into when I tell you it, it broke me down but devastated me but I said okay but then come to find out and talking to my mentors whom I love dearly told me you don't want to go to that school you don't need to be there I wouldn't even go there and come to find out do you think that program is still going on at that school see what I'm saying they lost their accreditation you were focused on the one instead of appreciating the 99 hello I was getting ready to say that yes but do you see that see and I still remember that yep. story but do you see the impact that it has and I mm -hmm. was just like wow just like you said I was trying to force myself to be somewhere that I didn't need to be right. because come to find out one that school is no longer in existence yep. they lost their accreditation and they're fighting for students to come there now, now to to come back so they can get their accreditation I yep. said no won't he do it but I, I always, I see students, they say, man, I applied for, you mm -hmm. know, 15 schools. Why? You only, you really only want, and I see kids apply to schools that they know they don't want to go to. They just want to be able to say they were accepted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why, why are you putting yourself through that torture? I agree. Why? why well, a lot of that? times it could be parents' legacy, parents That's, with their. More often than not, it's parents. Friends, whatever yep. the case may be. But you're right. At the end of the day, no one goes into a doctor's office and say, did you graduate sum laude, cum laude, or oh no. my lordy. No, no one has ever asked their medical doctor, what was your GPA in medical no. school? They did you graduate say, at the top of your class or at the bottom of your say, class? They're going to say, here's the problem I have. Can you fix it? And there it is. Can you fix it? Because your doctor could have been the one who graduated with a 2.9, yeah. or you could have had the one that graduated with a 4.0. But no one ever asked. So... To answer your question, you are absolutely right. At the end of the day, you're still a medical doctor and you pass your state board, so treat me. There you go. We chase labels too much. Mm -hmm. And and that's that's to me, that's a part of it. Like, why are you applying to a school in ADAC, Alaska, and you know you don't want to go to ADAC, Alaska? Right. Is that even a place? Yeah, that's a place. A lot of Navy bases there. Oh, okay. I'm like, that's okay. the place in the Navy no one wants to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. No one wants to go. So, before we wrap up, yes, sir, yes, sir. Two books, Life's Not Complicated yes. and Of 99 Times. Yes. What in your life would you say you overcomplicate? Ooh, my entire life. <laughs> 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 my entire life. But I overcomplicate. 
if I had to be honest with myself and, and honest with the viewers, I probably, I'm a low-key perfectionist. Yeah, that's one. But let uh, me tell you another one that, that I see. Okay. You worry about two people liking you too much. Quit worrying about that. I don't want to say liking me because I could give a D-A-M-N. Can I cuss? Yeah, I don't care. Okay, I don't give a damn if you like me or not. What bothers me sometimes, or no, I shouldn't say sometimes, or what bothers me, and this is just every day, it happens all the time, I'm sure with everybody, is that you make an assessment about me, mm -hmm. contingent upon maybe what you've heard or what you've seen, but you don't know me, nor are you willing to come and have a conversation with me right that is what ruffles my feathers and 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 i low-key chuckle and I, and I think it's funny but um i will have to say because and, and i've learned i've had to get over that because a little bit i used to worry about what people think of me but if i went through life worrying about what other people think of me oh my gosh i think i'd be in the hospital myself mm -hmm. wanting to get validation from others right and what they really thought of me um i've definitely learned to live my life for self i have to do what makes sherry happy because mm -hmm. at the end of the day when i'm buried six feet under they're only gonna bury one person yeah, they don't put bunk beds in it exactly so probably being a low-key perfectionist um and and even though i may think something is right or or it's it's perfect i'm gonna go over it over and over yeah. and over again and i've also learned from you that there's not the little simple flaws that we have because you know i've done productions on campus yep. and things of that nature but at the end of the day when you look up and you see everybody's applauding and they're like they didn't know this they and didn't this, even and notice it, that no. and it's like wow <laughs> you just sometimes have to go with the organic flow yep. of things how many those, of my shows you've been to and you say brother you look like you was mad last night and then when i tell you, you go man i didn't even notice right yeah. and those organic flaws is what makes the show that's and what, what makes make it, it flow that's so right. it's kind of like okay yep. you sometimes you just have to go with it yeah, and that's just ride. that's just it and you know one thing about life sometimes you you just have to go with it and you just have to go with the flow and you just have to make it work instead of trying to paint this picturesque picture and trying to be that perfect snow globe yeah and it's just it's not going mm -hmm. you drive yourself crazy man. and there it is yes indeed so in reference to the other 99 times okay what would you say is the one thing you focus on that's the bad as opposed to appreciating the, all the greatness that came with it. Hmm. Seeing also, you know, that I am a clinician and, and also a professor, you know, that one student that tells you or that one patient <laughs> that tells you yep. this book was BS. Right, I didn't right. learn a damn thing from you. This therapy session was not worth my time. And you're like, what could no. I have done different? Exactly. Yeah. Versus you think about those other 300 or 200 lives that you have touched or that one person that you helped not commit suicide right. or that one person that you helped who is not homeless right. or that one person who was willing to drop out of school that you were able to help them and find money to stay in school right. or build a better relationship with their family. You don't think about all those. Right. You think about that one student that says, dang, mm -hmm. or that one client that was like, dang, I wasted my time and money. Um, and I definitely have learned from reading your book, 
and even just engaging with other people, you you have to focus on those blessings. You have to focus on those other 99 times. You have to look outside and even though it was cold two days ago and rainy, look how beautiful it is today. What are you doing today to be productive? What are you doing today for yourself to put yourself in a better element? So those are those things that I've learned over time that you have to focus on. And also definitely, you know, referencing back to the book, oh my gosh, door money. If nothing else, and it's not just because I'm in that chapter, but I try to, I love to talk, but I try to never meet a stranger. I was in one of my favorite stores in the Galleria, and I was just talking to this young lady, African-American lady, she was from New Orleans. I was buying a purse. Yes, brother, I was oh buying my. another purse. Oh my. And a purse cost some cheese. I'm looking at that So um just in talking to her, she just magic start pushing buttons. Oh, you getting this discount and this discount and this discount. And before you know it, I'm not even gonna tell you how much that purse was. And I was just like, why? And she's like, you just talking to me. And, and mind you, I didn't know this lady at all. We were just talking and I was talking about her future. I was talking about, well, these are things you can do. I gave her my card, giving her some outlets and things, whatever. Mm. And she was just like, wow. Thank you for blessing me because you didn't even know it. And she just started ringing wow. up numbers. She's like, I got this discount code and this discount code. So I just say this to say, you never know, never know. who you're going to come across, whether you need them now, or later, or as with. a reference, yeah. or what they're dealing with. So yeah. definitely, that's an awesome chapter. Yeah. That's, that's, it's, it's deep. I, I really, Thank you. really, really, I, I like that book. Thank you. Thank I, you. I really enjoy that one. Thank you. It uh, I it, it slowly become life will always be my favorite. Right, but ninety nine is getting up there. It's, it it's, is. You know, um, it is making it hard to write this third one too because I'm 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 still courting both of them. You know, right, it's right. Hard, to, hard to invite well, this third woman along. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm not one for threesomes, but, you know, but a, but a trilogy, you know, is, is, is pretty yeah. good. So I'm anxious. I, I'm excited about the third one. You I, know? I think you'll love it, too. That's, um, I'm not rushing, you know, right. I, but I think you'll really like Don't rush the process. It'll I really come. do. I really It'll do. Come. Well, I enjoyed having you, man. I uh, did. I can't wait to do it again. Where can they find you if you want anybody looking for you uh, before we go? Well, my I am on Instagram. Um what is my Instagram name? Uh, doc, but you know, Dr. C, one of them. I know yes, this. but they can reach me via email. It's dr.sherrysawyer at gmail.com, which is D-R period, C-H-E-R-R-Y-S-A-W-Y-E-R-R -R -E -R -R at gmail.com. Or they can also call me via cell phone at 713-447-6067. Not, not no fellas trying to get no date now. Right. Um, but you can always text me, email me um, if you want to set up a session, if you want to know what I'm doing at Lone Star, or just keep in touch. You just need someone to talk to, need a mentor. I mentor people all the time. I'm always open. I do speaking engagements. So I'm, I'm really accessible. So please reach out to me. There it is. There all it right. is. Hey, yes. well, thank you again. No, thank you for having me. And I'm sure I'll have, I know I'm going to have you back. So I Yes, let's do it. And we got to keep the symposium going, Facts. talking yes. about, you you know mental health you know in the african-american community um mental health dealing with african-american men women and just mm -hmm. mental health period period yes okay i'm with it all righty Thank thanks you. again doc yes, yes and yes, uh, yes. this will be the last show on the uh the women empowerment 
season, The Power of She. Yes, I the saved power the best she. for last. Thank you. And uh, I just want to say thank you for being patient. We've been talking about this for like I six know, months. I know, I know, I <laughs> know. So peace and blessings, and thank you for having me once again. All right, that's it. We got anything in the feedback box before I go? Yeah, we got one thing I want to ask you about. This is uh, got one. Yeah, this is goes back to the uh, Liz uh, fabulous interview you did. Okay. Yeah, right. and um, and and one of the comments. Man, that her, her her interview got a lot of feedback. Well, there was a lot of information in there. There was a lot from her, and then there was a lot from you. As she well. went over her time to uh, well, uh, keep well, it. Well, and it's, it is so funny that you say that <laughs> because that is basically who is sending you the opinion. It's a comment. Oh, an, oh, okay, a comment. Yeah, because, All right. And they weren't sending about going over the time. They were talking about how you broke down who she was you you went to her set and you looked at her set and you told her what was funny and what wasn't funny and what could work and what could be what could she embellish more on what could she pull back more mm. and he's like can he do that for me oh well well first let me say this everything she had was funny uh i just felt like it needed a bit of little restructuring and uh i did go through her set like minute for minute second for second yeah but uh, that was about two, 10 years ago when I had a whole lot more time. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I wish I had the time to do that now, but I, I, I don't. And uh, I, I, I have, I'm gonna have to apologize in advance. I just, I just don't have the time to do that anymore. Okay. Um, okay. Well, the guy, the guy is, uh, his, his name is K. Parrish. <laughs> K. So Parrish. If, so if you ever hear Mr. K. Parrish doing the set, you know, and you look at him and go, uh uh, that was not funny. And, uh, yeah, and that's because you didn't you didn't go over it line by line and minute by minute. Right, right. Well, Mr. Parrish, I just want the best advice I can give you now, man, is uh, don't make your jokes up. <laughs> your life is your material. You know, I tell anybody that if your material is your life, can't nobody blame you or accuse you of stealing. That's true. That's true. Yeah. If you want to hear about that podcast, you can go on any of your favorite streaming websites and have it on there. Uh, and also, if you have an opinion, you can go to carloswallace.com and leave it. We'd love to hear more about it and more about you. All right. I'll see y'all next time, man. Um, Life is Not Complicated, Strong Opinion Podcast. You are listening to the Life is Not Complicated. You are Strong Opinions Podcast. The biggest reward for me is how much it has inspired students. I think someone that really opened my eyes was when he said, everybody knows the information in this book already. It just takes a little bit of reminding. And that really opened my eyes to what, to how I perceived the book from there on. So I really think it affected. It was overall positive impact okay. on my life. When I visit campuses and classrooms and see the excitement on their face and, of course, overwhelm me with questions, that's my biggest reward. That's what I enjoy the most. To purchase Life Is Not Complicated You Are or the other 99 times or download the audio versions, please visit carloswallace.com. Please visit www.carloswallace.com. That's Carlos Wallace. We would love to hear your opinion. What's going on, everybody? It's Carlos. I just want to say thank you again for tuning in. Uh, we really, really, really appreciate it. And to show my appreciation, I would like to give you a free audio copy of Life Is Not Complicated, You Are. That's right, the best-selling book. I'm going to give you a copy free for listening. If you would like one, please text COMPLICATED to 22828. That's text COMPLICATED to the number 22828 to receive your audio copy. Thank you.